Hey Australia, it's Lachlan and you're listening to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances that work. Today is a bonus episode where I give you my top five travel money tips. A lot of you are traveling this season, heading to Europe, Japan, the States, or maybe you're planning to travel soon. These tips will help you. Right now, I'm overlooking the Shanghai Bung, eating noodles, and the scenery is just magnificent. Actually, I'm just kidding. That will be me in a few days' time. Right now, I should be packing my suitcase, but classic Lockie, I tend to pack eight hours just before my flight, which annoys my wife. Instead, I'm here in the office recording this podcast for you because a lot of people in our community are traveling soon, ourselves included. We've got people in our Waymaker network that are going on honeymoons, going back to Asia to visit the fam, going to Europe to soak in that summer fun. And even those wild and free Americans, some of you are braving it to the US uh, to talk some sense into them. <laughs> Good luck with that. I'm only kidding. Well, sort of. Shout out to our American friends and listeners. I would mention those traveling to New Zealand, but uh, I just have too many Kiwi jokes. I fear sharing, so... Besides, it's not really international, is it? It's just about the same as going to Tasmania. Shout out to my bestie in Tassie. <laughs> Hopefully get podcasts down there. All right, I better stop and get on with this. So, five money tips for traveling abroad. Thanks to ChatGDP. I'm just kidding. Well, sort of. I did ask ChatGDP, but the tips were rubbish. So, I came up with five of my own. Okay, tip number one is to take cash. Use cash wherever possible. So Australia is a bit of a bubble in many ways, one of which is we have a high rate of card payments, but very low use of cash here. In fact, we're often the first to adopt new payment technologies. Other countries, though, outside this great kangaroo island do use cash quite a bit, actually. Uh, so Japan uses a lot of cash. Uh, China uses a lot of cash. The Europeans. America uses a lot of cash, too, which is annoying because their cash is so hard to read and so easy to tear by mistake. I learned that the hard way. So how do you get foreign cash? Well, here's how not to get it, from the airport. Now, I've been to about a dozen countries in my short existence, and I learned this the hard way, that getting cash last minute from the foreign exchange shop at the airport in Australia, or at the airport in the foreign country that you're arriving at, is not good value. You're gonna pay a convenience fee in the way of a less competitive foreign exchange rate. So like, Packing your suitcase, it's best to do it early and be prepared. So don't be like me, is what I'm saying, and do it last minute. <laughs> a good place to get cash is to simply walk into a bank, like an ANZ, and just buy some. Tell them how much you want in whatever currency that you're looking for and pay for it. And now, if you're not a customer of the bank, you may pay a small fee for this. The other option is a local travel currency exchange shop, um, but make sure you compare the rates between them first. What you typically find is that a big bank will have a good rate and they'll charge you maybe a small fee for their service, whereas other providers, they're making their money within the exchange rate difference because they can't absorb the cost of providing that service like a big bank can. All up, cash is important and get you out of trouble if you lose your cards overseas or maybe someone doesn't accept cards, but make sure you spread your cash between you and your partner or whoever you're traveling with. You know, don't carry it all in one bag in case you lose that bag or wallet or it gets stolen. Speaking of cards, 
Tip number two is to check that your bank has no foreign exchange fees on overseas spending on your card. So this question came up a few weeks ago from someone in our advocacy community. It was about travel cards and should this person get a TravelX type product? Um, There are quite a few products out there uh, in the debit travel card space like Qantas Money, HSBC, Citibank, and some others. Of course, I can't give financial advice, but I can give you my opinion, and that is that most of these products are charging you fees in the exchange rate difference or the transferring of the funds um, when you move your, say, Australian dollars over into a US dollars or European or whatever. So even though they say that they have no fees, you, you are paying for the product in some way. It's, it's not a charity. Now, I've personally tried two of these products mentioned. Um, I won't say which ones, but one of them was barely accepted anywhere, which is ironic. And the other one was okay, but it stung me on the transfer rate uh, when I went to move the money across. And I think an ATM ate it in the end. So yeah, that was the end of that card. Um, but look, many banks now today have no fees on their debit cards for overseas foreign transactions, which is great. That's thanks to Visa and MasterCard just being everywhere. So banks like Macquarie, Ubank, ING and others, they've done these deals to have 0% foreign transaction fees on their debits and sometimes credit cards as well. But this has become quite common with debit cards. So just simply go to your bank website and look at the terms of whatever product that you're using to check to see if there are no fees. So you'll likely find that there are no fees. And if so, great. Just means you can tap your card, use your card overseas, and you're not paying one, two or 3% on top as a foreign exchange fee. It's really an unnecessary fee. So shout out to uh, Ubank because I know that's one of the banks that don't have a fee on their card. Okay, so my next tip is this number three is tell your bank that you're going overseas and take two or more cards with you. I used to bank with a small bank in Toowoomba. I don't have to say the name because people from Toowoomba can guess it. I went overseas, tapped my debit card at a Starbucks, tapped my card at a train station and before I could finish my horrible coffee, my card got cancelled by the bank back home. And this is because their system thought that I was card fraud. Um, Now, back then, we didn't have the features like we have today, where you can set up digital cards, pause and unpause those cards within your banking app, or even tell your bank where you're traveling. You'd have to like call them. Uh, So long story short, I had to call some international hotline and inform the bank it was me. Unfortunately, they could not reinstate my card because of that old technology. So I say all that. My tip is this. Tell your bank before you're going away. Some banks actually let you do this via their app. So it just makes it really easy. It could take 20 seconds on the app to just go, I'm traveling on these dates to these places. And that just helps the bank's fraud detection systems to know that it is in fact you just overseas purchasing your Starbucks or your train ticket. The second point of this tip is to make sure that you take more than one card because I've heard so many stories of ATMs just randomly chewing up foreign cards for whatever reason they don't like them and they're not able to get them back or a replacement posted in time. The other reason of having a second card is you may just lose a card. With all the commotion of being out and about all day, uh, you might drop your card, it might get stolen. So take a second card and have a little bit of extra, let's say emergency money on that card or spending money, just so you don't have all your money in one card all at once. Okay, tip number four is get travel insurance. Anything can happen when you go traveling and it probably will. Of course, different countries have different levels of risk uh, and it also depends on what you're doing. Are you going hiking? Are you just going general sightseeing? And this, this applies especially when it comes to health and health injuries. 
So whether you ding your rental car in a Paris roundabout or you fall off a scooter in Bali or you catch a virus and end up in the hospital, (laughs) travel insurance, that's what it's there for. It can help you cover those unexpected costs, especially around health, because not every country has the cheapest hospital system. Travel insurance can also help you cover if you need to cancel flights, cancel hotels or cancel the trip altogether. So yeah, jump online, get a few quotes from some reputable travel insurance providers. I can't recommend any brands, but I I can say I've personally used Covermore in the past and I've had no issues with them myself. So the tip here is don't skimp on travel insurance. Get some level of cover so that you limit the risk on your personal finances. Okay, tip number five, the last tip. Save for your trip. Don't debt it. (laughs) Don't debt it. So what I mean by that? Well, there's a lot of financing these days really targeted at travel to get you to take out a credit card, a personal loan, or one of those buy now, pay later with your liver things. Uh, look, these deals are always marketed so well, and there's you know there's always no catch, zero interest for X months, but there is always a catch. We know this. And over the years, I've seen of, I've heard of the frustration and the stress of that post-travel debt. And without digressing too much, it, it really does take away the fun of travel. When you're on that trip and then you come back home because you know that the bill's due, so to speak. And some people spend 6, 12 months still paying back their travel. Some people never get the travel paid back because it's over such a long period of time. And that's just, that's no fun. Come on. So my, my tip is to save up for your holiday. Use your trusty cash flow system. And if you're a Waymaker Advocate member, you'll know what I'm talking about here. So gamify it. Have fun with it. Build that anticipation up to the day that you step on the plane and you'll feel really good for a few reasons. One, you've done the hard work of planning and saving to get the best trip on your budget. And two, you'll have that money now. So you get to enjoy it guilt-free. It's all fun and games. Have a have a crack of holiday. I've also found that when you save cash, you actually are more likely to wait for the right time and the right deals because you're using your hard-earned dollars and you've done that work to calculate the total and the real cost and really evaluate, is this actually something we're worth doing right now or should we maybe hold this trip off to a better time or a better season? So you're not just jumping in and and you're not rushing the process or or, just putting it all on debt and not thinking about it. You're really engaging it. It just creates such a better outcome. And you just feel so great when you're on the holiday and when you come back from the holiday. So yeah, that's tip number five. Uh, Let's run through them again. So tip number one was... Take cash and use cash wherever possible. Tip number two was check that your bank has no foreign exchange fees. Tip number three was tell your bank that you're going overseas and take more than one card with you if you can. Tip number four was to get travel insurance. And tip number five was to save up for your trip. Don't put it on debt. Okay, well, I hope these help you for your next holiday abroad. Remember that travel is a privilege. It's a luxury. It's not a human right. We should really take a gratitude pill anytime we get the opportunity to step on a plane and travel outside this great part of the world. The fact that we Australians travel so much, I think, is a testament to that. And hopefully as you travel more, you keep gaining new perspectives on the world and your own world. Anyways, back to ChatGDP. I did ask it to give me 10 horrible travel tips. And you know what? It's pretty good at giving bad advice. So if you want to laugh, you can read those in the show notes of the episode. I've copied and pasted them there. Okay, bye for now. Safe travels if you're going somewhere. Remember that life is all about the journey and not the destination. 
Thanks as always for listening to Mind Over Money. We'll be back in two weeks with fresh episodes. In the meantime, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. Bye for now.